0: In this week's podcast, I'm going to talk about the distortions that are showing up in bond markets. Interest rates are low. Almost $17 trillion worth of publicly traded debt has negative yields. It's the most incredible reflection of completely price-insensitive buying by bond investors. In part, we think it reflects a degree of risk aversion. Uh, Investors regard the possibility of another financial crisis as being possible, not something that's sort of out of the realm of possibility. And so as a result, they prefer the certainty of a loss on bonds rather than the potential upside of owning additional stocks in their portfolio. But the thing is, bond investors generally do really good analysis. And one example that really, uh, I think, is striking is in the energy sector. The energy sector is perennially out of favor. The Eulerian MLP index made its all-time high almost five years ago. At the end of this month, it'll be five years. Valuations are really cheap. Uh, Yields are high. The American Energy Independence Index, which we run, yields almost 7%. And so what you have is poor sentiment. And from that point of view, from the point of view of equity investors, it looks as if we have a, a very uncertain outlook over the long run. But you get a very different picture when you you look at bond yields. And we looked at bond yield for some of the biggest issuers in the midstream energy infrastructure sector of, of the market. Enterprise Products Partners, for example, which is a $63 billion market cap company, huge company, yields 6% on its stock. It's 2054 bonds, 35 years out, are yielding 3.9%. Another example is Kinder Morgan. That's a $46 billion company. They have bonds that are going to mature in 2098, uh, almost 100 years out. Those bonds yield 5.1%. They're really in a perpetual bonds. And bond yields of 39 as with enterprise products or 5% as with Kinder Morgan, they show that bond investors who do do good analysis for the most part have a much more sanguine view. Of the outlook for the energy sector. In many cases, the yields that we looked at showed that the bond yields were 1.5% below the dividend yield on the stocks. And yet, the thing is that dividends grow over time. And it's hard to imagine a scenario where investors in the bonds of those two companies or other investment grade companies are going to do better than investors in the equity, where the yields begin at a higher level. And in addition to that, you get that dividend growth as well. There was another interesting blog um, that we read recently called The Pension Fund Apocalypse by Colin Lloyd. And he highlights the problem caused for pension funds by low interest rates. And there's some really uh, interesting statistics that come out from that. He estimates that there's $26 trillion in pension fund assets amongst the biggest uh, OECD countries where their fixed income allocation is earning a negative return. Just an extraordinary thing. It's around $8 trillion in fixed income allocation where those pension funds are willing to accept a negative real return after inflation on those investments. What it shows is that demand for bonds remains incredibly strong. In fact, what's even more extraordinary is that when you look at US pension funds, and US pension funds, represent a little over half of that total, around $15 trillion. And U.S. pension funds raised their fixed income allocation over the last year from just under 25% to 28%. So even though they're making a negative return on bonds, U.S. pension funds saw fit to raise the proportion of their portfolios that are invested in fixed income. It's quite extraordinary. It's partly because the regulations are complex and restrictive. And whereas an individual could say, look, I'm certainly not going to invest in bonds so that I can pay money, in effect, to the issuer to look after my money, pension funds don't have that same kind of flexibility. And in some cases, it could also reflect that degree of risk aversion that I talked about a little earlier on, where investors perceive that there's some risk of a, of another big drop in the market or perhaps a recession in the near term, and they're willing to park money at a place where they earn a negative yield just to be on the safe side. But what it does mean is that demand for bonds is relatively inelastic. And that's definitely the case when you look at US pension fund allocations of fixed income, as I said, going from just under 25 to 28% even though rates have been coming down, it's incredible. So the return you get is going down, and yet they want to own more of them. One, one additional issue might be that for pension funds who want to match up the tying of their cash inflows and cash outflows, if you're investing in a bond and the yield is lower and you need to get a certain amount of money by a certain date, you may actually conclude that you've got to buy more of that bond than before in order to still get the same amount of cash on a certain date to meet pension obligations. It's this sort of weird thing where lower yields can actually create some additional demand, a sort of a topsy-turvy world. And so we thought those were both interesting distortions to return to the energy market. Investors in energy stocks reflect a great deal of negative sentiment whereas investors in bonds issued by very big energy companies have yields that reflect a great deal of of calmness and and optimism about the future going out many decades. And at the same time, amongst pension funds, unreasonable demand for bonds is maintaining interest rates at a lower level than they would otherwise be. It doesn't look as if pension funds are gonna buy any less bonds. It doesn't look as if they're that price sensitive. And so therefore, that's one force that's gonna be maintaining interest rates at a lower level than they would otherwise be. All of this comes back to the fact that stocks are cheap. Um, Certainly in the energy sector, bond investors seem pretty calm about the future. If they are, that means that equity investors should be also. And more broadly, the $17 trillion of debt that has a negative yield shows a ludicrous excess of demand over supply and says that any sort of discriminating investor should be looking pretty hard at their bond allocation and seeing how, how much they could trim that in order to invest a little bit more money into equities where they at least have the chance of make a positive return. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.